Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the only podcast that talks about football 24-7, but we only give it to you one day a week, and that's today. <laughs> How are you doing, Rick? I like that. I like that. You missed an opportunity there. You said the only podcast that talks about football. You should have said the only podcast that talks about only football. Only football. You missed that. I wanted to, but it out. would just be not true. We're not the only football podcast. But Look, I was going to do something like, I was going to do something really exciting like, we don't talk, you know, baseball. We don't talk about basketball, like a little Ray Lewis hype. Yeah. Um, anyway. But we've How talked are you guys about all doing? <laughs> we've, we've, we've had a pretty interesting week. Training camps kicked off, so we're mm-hmm. getting like news from teams going. A lot of things have kind of died down with Lamar Jackson showing up. The people, uh, let's just be real, nobody mm-hmm. wants to lose $10,000 or whatever it is every day. So everybody finally shows up. They're like, okay, you're going to take my money now. I'll be there. <laughs> um, and honestly, looking in hindsight, like the voluntary mini camp, we may have blown it a little out of proportion, but I do think it's still important. Yeah, um, you did. Yeah, just maybe a tad. <laughs> but like, a I bit. just, I, I just see like people that want to. I'm sorry. Like, I see Russell Wilson, who literally go. He's been working with these guys before voluntary. He's at the hospital. He's doing this. He's doing speeches at his college. Like that dude runs on four hours of sleep and it's just yeah he's such a hard worker it's a it's amazing they've been asking him too they're like how do you like function like this and he's just like compartmental i compartmentalize everything and football's the priority and it's been awesome to watch but it's definitely changed the way i look at other quarterbacks aaron <laughs> Rodgers, uh around, <laughs> around the i league. love it i fucking love it i love it just because we don't know like aaron Rodgers has won one super bowl and he doesn't even know who is his core, or wide receiver is going to be. He doesn't know who his wide receiver number one is. Yep. Unlike a lot of teams who kind of have a good quarterback, wide receiver, uh, wide receiver duo going on, <clears throat> mm-hmm. we don't really know who's going to be Aaron Rodgers' guy. Like that hasn't been set uh, set in stone. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting. I think I would be there. But let's talk about some of the guys that you think will be up there as the top wide receiver quarterback duos in the league in 2022. Yeah, let's talk about it for sure because there are a lot of new uh, veteran QB wide receiver duos like you were saying. And right now, like you said, uh, fucking what does Aaron Rodgers have? Who knows? All right, he's got something. He's got Lazarus or one of these guys, and even he wants more money. But let's talk about these guys now. So first one I got on, on the list, and uh, I got, Kitts, I, Kyle, let me know what you think of these guys. Yeah. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, go. I think that this is going to be one of the best duos out of this whole entire list. And I'll say that right now. You got a guy that is cemented best, solidified, cemented, solidified best <laughs> wide receiver in football. Like, that's not even yep. a questionable thing. Like, there's a lot of really good wide receivers. Devontae Adams is the best. Mm-hmm. He's not going to a new team where he doesn't know the quarterback like sometimes you match people and it just doesn't work out the personalities are too big uh, the the schemes are different this is not the case they played together in college they're going to pick up right where they left it off the same way joe burrow and uh, joe burrow and jamar chase did it yep. there's something really special about being able to 
play with your your college guy. There's just chemistry that the 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 knowing how the quarterback's thinking when he's under pressure. He's like, oh, he's going to be looking for me to do this. Like just those little details that only you would know by having that rapport with him for playing for years and years. That's what Devontae Adams is going to have. I hate to say it because this is the <laughs> Raiders. They're in my division. <laughs> Luckily, we got PS2 to, to shut that boy down. That's going to be a fun <laughs> matchup to watch. Patrick Sertan and Devontae oh, Adams yeah. twice a year. Oh, That's yeah. going to be a good time. And I know the numbers might not be all what it was with Aaron Rodgers just because the Chargers just got uh, J.C. Jackson, who is one of the best corners. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broncos are solid at corner. So, like, he's going to have tough competition. But when you when you look down this list, he, he is the best. I almost wish... He would have been saved for last. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and you said, right, like they're going to be playing the Broncos twice a year. So let's let's talk about uh, a very good duo in the Broncos organization. You know, you guys got Russell Wilson. And now who needs to really kind of like step up and be that guy for y'all? Jerry Judy. What are you thinking? Try not to be biased, even though you'll be biased. But try, <laughs> what do you think about Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy? Do you think Jerry Judy – with Russell Wilson, since he hasn't had a good quarterback in the last couple seasons, do you think he's going to take that next step towards being a number one? Um, no. I don't think that Jerry Judy is a number one receiver. I think he is – look, I don't know what his full potential is. Uh, what I'm excited to see is that <clears throat> Russell Wilson is going to unlock him. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to remember, like, out of – you know, when you're going down new – QB wide receiver duos, if the wide receiver yeah. is the the variable, the new one, that's one thing. But if the quarterback is the new one, well, it could not be just Jerry Judy. We got Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. Like, we don't even know on the Broncos that Jerry Judy is going to be, you know, the best duo for the Broncos. I think it could be Cortland Sutton. Um, mm-hmm. I also think it could be Tim Patrick. Like, to say the reason I think Jerry Judy is a little bit in trouble is because Russell Wilson doesn't throw in the middle of the field. Um, so if you look at, like on a chart of Russell Wilson's throws, he goes left side, right side, deep down the field. Mm-hmm. He scrambles around and launches 60-yard passes. Uh, Jerry Judy is not a go-up-and-grab-it kind of guy. He's just not. So mm-hmm. he's a he's an amazing route runner, and it would be a shame to see those talents wasted. He, I think... I think he's one of the best route runners in the NFL, and I and I mean that sincerely. If you haven't looked at his tape, go look at it. It's it's insane. But Russell Wilson doesn't throw then. over the middle. <laughs> What'd you say? Send the, send them to Tampa then. <laughs> oh, for Tommy? Mm-hmm. Dude, he would he would be ridiculous. So that's my only concern with the Jerry <laughs> Judy thing. But Russell Wilson will have uh, a guy. I I think there's going to be a couple. Thousand yard receivers on this team. Um, yeah. I just don't know which two. All right, and then let's go on to uh, Matt Ryan down in Indianapolis with veteran wide receiver Michael Pittman. What are you? What do you think? You know, Matt Ryan obviously coming from 14 years with the uh, with the with the Falcons to you know Michael Pittman now who hasn't who I I can't remember if he played with. Uh, uh, with luck or not, um, but I mean, other than if he did, that's the last time he's had a really competent quarterback. So, no, I don't think he's been in that long. Has no, he? right? I don't think he has either. I think he's like twenty nine, thirty. 
Yeah. So so what are you thinking with Matt Ryan? Do you think Matt Ryan, you know, with the Colts now, they it seems like they have somewhat of a consistent answer with Matt Ryan. What do you think uh, the the the, the um, combination of him and uh, Pittman? Well, I I really like it, and I like it probably a lot more than some people are talking about because if you look at Michael Pittman, his numbers mm-hmm. have been there. Now you ask yourself, like, who was throwing him the ball last year? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has a good deep ball. Besides that, there's not much to him besides being injured, throwing his body around, not sliding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's the facts. And now you got Matt Ryan, who, if you take a step back and think about when they had Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, you know, he was, you know, I had Calvin Ridley on my fantasy team. <laughs> uh, he know Matt Ryan knows how to get talented wide receivers the ball. And yeah. he, he kind of reminds me of Philip Rivers. That's probably like, I know, like, Philip was more, um, like, um, what do you call it when you're just, like, very, like, animated? Uh, oh, yeah. He was very, very out there, trash talker, and mm-hmm. Matt Ryan seems kind of quiet. But as far as playing <laughs> style, like, Matt Ryan will, you know, throw 3,000 <clears throat> yards and, like, nobody will even be talking about it. And True. Michael Pittman will get a thousand receiving yards, and no one will really talk about it that much. So now you got Matt Ryan behind one of the best offensive, if not the best offensive line in the NFL, and Michael Pittman is probably going to have a solid year. He's going to be able to actually maybe like finish his routes and expect the ball in like three, four seconds because Matt Ryan <laughs> will be able to get him that football into that into his hands. Yeah, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like I said already but the the when the quarterbacks are new mm-hmm. it gives us like kind of an opportunity as fans to see like this potential that maybe we didn't know like maybe we were like oh Michael Pittman is a good receiver maybe he you know is not a good receiver maybe he's a great receiver like you had Peyton Manning make you know all these receivers great that he played yeah. with Reggie Wayne you know Marvin Harrison <laughs> Dallas Clark like the list goes on and on um some receivers are Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison, but they retire as a Michael Pittman. You yeah. know, so it'll it'll be exciting to see for these quarterbacks, not just how the quarterback you know jives with the uh, you know receiver, but like maybe how good some of these receivers are that we don't know. And I think of Michael Pittman when I when I think that. All right, and let's move on to probably the more questionable. Uh, yeah, QB I, wide receiver duo. Um, I read this and I was like, <laughs> "We'll see, right?" Because, no factor. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, is this guy going to play? And and this duo is Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper down in uh, Cleveland. Uh, I when I was reading this list, or you know, I was like, Amari Cooper's in Cleveland. Oh shit! I completely forgot about that. But obviously Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of a not. A, I don't want to say forgettable move because I'm positive we talked about it, but like. Going through the offseason and until the week one or even preseason, I wouldn't have, I would have completely forgotten this move. But Deshaun Watson, obviously going through the issues he's going with through all these um, uh, allegations and stuff, and then Amari Cooper uh, being the guy that the the Browns just signed away from Dallas. Uh, if this is if this were to happen, whether it be uh, game one of this season or game one of three seasons from now. What do you think is going to be uh, the, the connection between these two guys? Well, I think naturally it would be a good connection just because you have two really good players. 
I, I think if you break down wide receivers in brackets based on two things, age and talent, mm-hmm. that would be kind of like how we can you know predict the ceiling. So it's as good. Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners in the NFL, mm-hmm. and all the cornerbacks will tell you that. And if you watch, um, if you watch the Hard Knocks. You will see mm-hmm. that not only is he a great route runner, but he's a fantastic leader, mm-hmm. and he he teaches he all the wide receivers like CD Lamb. They're like he's the smartest football player I've ever been around. <clears throat> so he's gonna he's gonna be a, you know a solid player. Uh, he takes care of his body. He does all those things. But I don't believe his best days like are ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think he's like a solid receiver, uh, a fantastic number two, probably one of the best number two receivers in the NFL. And, I, and I'm not just throwing that out there. If, if you could have Amari Cooper as your number two, I, that, that's a pretty good lineup, you know, because Amari Cooper is a problem, and if they have to double cover the number one, he's probably going to be open. But like you said, I don't know if this is going to – first off, we don't know if it's going to happen. Second off, if Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson uh, does end up playing, I'm not sure Amari Cooper is even, you know, going to be the number one target. Um, who else does Cleveland have? Do you know anybody off the top of your head? I mean, other than uh, Njogu, they're, they're, they're uh, tight end. Yeah. They, they have nobody I else. I, did Amari they bring Cooper, in Amari Cooper to be a number one? I, he's going to have yeah, to I be. Don't think that, I don't think that is what Amari Cooper is at, you know, 33 years old or whatever. Yeah. But if that's what they're, you know, it, this probably just because of question marks and um, – Cleveland's lack of weapons, I would rank a little lower, and it's a shame because Amari Cooper could easily get a thousand yards if he was a, a number two to you know a league's mm-hmm. best number one. He could be like Tyler Renfro numbers, and um, you know just like that kind of a player. That's like you want to cover him. Okay, I got Amari over here. But like yeah. if you're if you're if you got you know all of your you know chips on Amari Cooper. You know, it's like you're you're trying to pull rabbits out of hats. <laughs> just like just like the Browns to uh, take good number twos. Um, let's go on to uh, Kyler Murray on Arizona. Probably one of uh, the more uh, one of the crazier trades by acquiring Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Now, Marquise Brown, obviously complaining about uh the offense in in uh in Baltimore with uh with Lamar Jackson. So, Kyler Murray loves his receivers. He likes kind of throwing it out there cuz he's like 5 foot 3 and Marquise Brown loves going deep, getting those deep balls. Um and scoring touchdowns. So, what do you what do you think this is a match made in heaven for uh Kyler and Marquise? Um I don't know. I think this is a question. Uh, I think this is a questionable one. I definitely don't feel like Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. That's a match made in heaven. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not getting those same vibes here. There's question marks about Kyler and his contract. Marquise Brown is, you know, the <clears throat> the shadow of you know Antonio Brown, and he performs kind of like he's the shadow. I mean, he has mm-hmm. spurts of greatness, but he is not a reliable player. If he was, he wouldn't be traded. And. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, I'm not trying to just sound like an asshole, but I don't think that Marquise <laughs> Brown has like worked his way into even tier two. Not yet. Um, I, I think he's probably tier three. He's definitely deserved to you know play maybe like sixty percent, seventy percent of your snaps. 
but we're talking about who's going to be the most successful. I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying this one. All right. So then let's go on to a. <laughs> I think this is probably a very good questionable one too in Miami. Tua. You want to finish with this one? What's up? You want to finish with this one? Finish with this one? Yeah, like put it at the end. You are, let's do it yeah, now. We already yeah. said it. We already Let, said. It. No, no, no. Let's let's do that. Let's finish. Let's finish with that one. Just remind me that we have one more. Yeah, um, yeah. So let's move on then to Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown. Uh, AJ Brown, obviously coming from uh, Tennessee. Uh, Jalen Hurts now, you know, both of them in in Philly. Uh, Jalen Hurts took steps forward last week or last week last year into being a better quarterback. A lot of people aren't expecting that same that same you know uh, success. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure Philly's fan, uh, Philadelphia fans are like, yeah, he's going to take the next step. But I, a lot of people are saying that he's probably not. But with AJ Brown there, do you think that that that's going to help him and that duo is going to be good coming into next next year? Yeah, I think it's going to be very good. And this is probably my number two on this list behind Derek Carr and Devontae Adams. So mm-hmm. like. There's so much psychological things when it comes to fans and media. It's all like it's all psychological. It's all a play on our mind. Like the fact that there think about uh Justin Fields. Like he gets drafted and goes to Chicago. There's so many moving parts. Chicago moves up to to take him. Anytime mm-hmm. you move up in a draft there's hype. You know, mm-hmm. if you move up to get a quarterback there's hype. That's why Trey Lance had so much hype. Mm-hmm. So not only did Philadelphia not move up to get Jalen Hurts, but in the national championship, he was benched for Tua, who ended up coming back and winning the game. Yep. And yep. it was like, we look at Jalen Hurts, and it's like, eh. Dude, Jalen Hurts, if he had the same hype that like Justin Fields and uh, Lawrence from, from Jacksonville had, everybody would be like, he's going to be a star. But just because it's Jalen Hurts, no one really... He's mobile. He had like a forty-yard mm-hmm. rushing touchdown. He 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 extends plays. He's accurate with the ball. He got so much better last year, and I really think that he could turn into a Donovan McNabb. And mm-hmm. I, I I really think that people are sleeping on Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm so happy they did it too. They get AJ Brown to come in and capitalize on his growth. So I think that Jalen Hurts is going to have a really good year, and I'll even call it, I think, fantasy football-wise, this is a top-five quarterback. Oh, shit. And, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I can't wait to watch it happen. That You, you said Donovan McNabb and, and Eagles fans' ears per, perked up. They're like, if he could actually, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If he could Nick Foles it and win they us another one. They play the same. They, they, they literally, kinda... they, like... I was going to say, they do, they do. And it, like you said, he had a 40-yard touchdown. He's He's got speed. He's got the mobility to extend plays and all that. So if he could... He's also again, a big, tough guy, you know? Yeah, he's I not, see that. He's not like Lamar Jackson where he's like, hey, man, don't like take a big hit. Like he, He's yeah. got like some size to him. Like, And he and he's a professional. You never hear like, oh, Jalen Hurts gossip, none. He's like, mm-hmm. he goes to work. He puts his head down. And I think the Eagles did they they almost made the playoffs, right? 
Did they make uh, no, no, the playoffs? No, no, they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. Dude, they yeah. made the playoffs with them. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, we, <laughs> like, we just don't even like acknowledge it. Like, we're there's even people that are like, this is like probably Jalen Hurts' last year. It's like the dude brought you to the playoffs, <laughs> and you're like, this is probably his last sure. year. And he got it was his second year. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's going to get a lot better. This is my number two on this list. But we'll move on to uh, Matthew Stafford and Allen. Allen Robinson. Robinson. Oh, you know, this is interesting. I want to hear your take on this because you you know Allen Robinson pretty well, and Matthew Stafford pretty well. You know, so but you know they were they were both in the North. Uh, obviously, Allen Robinson with the Bears uh, for the last three years, and Matthew Stafford. We you know with the, with the with the Lions. Uh, obviously, before he got traded and won the Super Bowl last year with the Rams. Allen Robinson came off a very bad year. Obviously, there were injuries last year with the Bears, so he did, he had a very off year. Uh, I think it was like his first, the first time in a really long time he had less than like a thousand yards for the season. This is a guy that who is going to catch those those tough uh, uh, passes, like with very little room. He's You've seen it before when he was with the Bears. He had terrible quarterbacks. He was never on. It was never in the numbers. The you know the football passes were never in the numbers, and he was still able to get these 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 catches, ridiculous catches. Really, like he has the stickiest hands in the league. I think honestly, like from what I've seen, this guy never drops a pass. Matthew Stafford is going to put the ball where it needs to be every single time. So this combination between Stafford and Robinson is, I think, a very very good one and. Even though he still has, um, God, I forget his name. He just he just got uh, re-signed. Co- Cooper uh, Cup. Cooper Cup. He still has Cooper Cup there, right? So his number one. No, that's fine. That's his number one. They still OBJ still hasn't been signed. You know he did really well with them uh, last year when he when he you know got traded mid-season to him. But I think with Allen Robinson and Matthew Stafford, like I said, this is to me a very very great match made in heaven because. It just elevates it. Yeah, it, OBJ is going to be out for a while. Okay, cool. If this injury never happened, OBJ becomes Super Bowl MVP and re-signs with the Rams. He's going to try to run it back again and try to get a second Super Bowl ring. But a good backup and Allen Robinson, that is you're, – you're, you're, you're not really going in the negative here by signing him and matching him up with Matthew Stafford. Like I said, stickiest hands in the league. Matthew Stafford knows where to put the ball, and he's going to continue running this offense like a well-oiled machine. And this is this is probably one of the top three, four uh, wide receiver uh, QB veteran duos, I think, in the league coming up. Yeah, and before before I give you my take, what is uh, who? Do you know who won the Super Bowl MVP for last year's Super Bowl? Um, is it? I don't know if it was I, just, I think just, it was Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Was it? <clears throat> Last year with the Rams? Yeah. Yeah. The Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure it was Cooper Cup. Okay. <clears throat> I uh so well deserved. I think in some cases he could have been the MVP. I'll double check um, just in case. Yeah. Um I'll say this. This would be a lot higher on the list if I knew Allen Robinson would be healthy for the entire season. Now I don't know if mm-hmm. he's had like a lot of health issues. You could probably tell me, but I've had him on my league, and for some reason, he's either not playing or you can't tell that he really played. And then he just goes off, and then you're like, "Oh, he was like a, a boomer bust player." Um, yeah, for fantasy, which well, translates la- to an actual game. Last last year, he was 
garbage because I had him, I think, on my league and maybe a, a year or so before when you had him. Again, he had Mitch Trubisky. He had Nick Foles throwing to him. Like, it's difficult, right? And like you said, he was very like – I hear you. He, <laughs> he was very up and down with I know. these guys. Um, so he still, I think, with like between 2019 and 2020 – he had like a hundred some catches and like two thousand yards combined, almost twenty one hundred yards combined, and like ten touchdowns or something. Like he was very good, and like you said, he was very, very boomer bust kind of during during games. Uh, but because he had these quarterbacks, and I think even though he's a little bit on the older side, still reliable. And Matt, him and Matthew Stafford are going to have a really great playing relationship because Allen Robinson is a guy who loves to play football and. Kind of how you said with uh, Jalen Hurts, does his job and just does his job. Like, that is it. You know, there's you never hear anything about Allen Robinson. You don't hear anything in the media about him. He doesn't do dumb shit. He's a Detroit native as well, but, you know, he's just going to do his job. So, I, again, I, I think this is a top three, four uh, QB wide receiver duo in for this next season. Yeah, and so do you remember when we were just talking about Amari Cooper? Yeah. So... Amari Cooper is, I believe he's six foot two, um, or no, he's six foot one, mm-hmm. and his arm length stretched out is thirty one and a half inches. Allen Robinson is thirty two inches, but Allen Robinson is taller. I, I believe he's like six four, right? Or six? Yeah, no, he's, he's six a, two. He's a tall dude. Why does he? He he's a big possession guy though. It says he's six mm-hmm. two here, but he plays like he's six five, six four. He plays like, like he's he, seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a 50-50 ball guy. Yeah. And this is what I've been trying to say about Amari Cooper. Like, Amari Cooper, and it's weird, it's it's strange, because it's like an instinctive thing where each wide receiver has to find what their game is. Like, Terrell Owens is not going to play the same way as, you know, a slot. Mm-hmm. And, and even though, like, Allen Robinson and Amari Cooper, on paper – are very close in in height, like one inch in in height and like half an inch in arm length. Mm-hmm. They play completely different games. Yeah, Allen Robinson's a fifty fifty ball throw it up. That's a dude that you have to double. Like you have to, to put two guys have a safety on top. Like if yep. you just like press him, like I t- I'll take his chances with most corners on a fifty fifty ball. He's the one running the post in uh, like the three yard line. And it's like second yeah. and, and, and three or, or something, like yeah, second the, and goal. Yeah, the post corner yeah. on the outside. Where, yeah. Exactly. And then, that's, and then that's where Cooper Cup ends up getting left open. But they're going to be like, do we double Cooper Cup? Because he's yeah. a, he's, that dude's a problem. Like you could say Cooper Cup's the best receiver on that team. Like right now, he almost won the MVP last year. So it would mm-hmm. not be fair to say Allen Robinson's you know better. But now that he's on the team, that's going to be a problem. So, mm-hmm. like I said, I think if he can stay healthy, you know, and, and uh, Cooper Cup can stay healthy, dude, the Rams have a – they're doing all the right things. And they this stupid just, offense. <laughs> yeah, and this is just on the list of things that franchises ask, why can't we do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, Honestly. And the, the whole comparison to uh, he had Mitch Trubisky, dude, I get it because when I tell people – that Cortland Sutton's a good wide receiver. They're like, who? <laughs> or Tim Patrick's a beast, dude. He catches everything. He didn't drop a ball last year. They're like, who? And I'm like, it's all right. And, you know, year after year, we didn't have a quarterback. And you're mm-hmm. just, like, watching talent wasted. 
and and no one believes you. They think you're a homer, or they yeah. think you're just like you know so up his butthole that you can't tell <laughs> that he's not that good of a wide receiver. But this is kind of a good moment for you as a Bear fan. It's like you freed him, yeah, to to go be who you know he is. And and and, and I was beating that drum like the last few games of the season. I was like, look, let him go, I, <clears throat> let him go, because obviously, like not only with the injuries, but. And maybe the injuries did uh, did kind of uh, uh, add to this, but his relationship with J- Justin Fields was like not there. That connection wasn't there, like with Justin Fields and, and Mooney they have right now. So, like I, like you said, we're, we're I'm letting him go, and and he is a good wide receiver. He's a very very good wide receiver. Like you said, a fifty fifty guy who can catch everything. And yeah, the people are gonna see who Allen Robinson is because. He was in Chicago last three, four years, and before that he was in Jacksonville. He is now moving to, like, comparatively to those teams, to the fucking major leagues with the LA Rams to, to actually, like, be able to unleash his power and just his, his uh, talent. The poor guy, like, goes from Jacksonville, <laughs> yeah. you know, who who is his quarterback at the time. Portals. You know how we were – play Bortles. You know how irrelevant <laughs> – Allen Robinson was in Jacksonville. I thought he was drafted by the Bears. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> I, I I couldn't even. I when when the Bears traded for him, I was like, "Who is Allen Robinson?" That's that was me. Yeah, and yeah, good for him that he's gonna finally be able to like showcase his talents. Yeah, and I bet like right now, like that that training camp, like that's probably a a big part of what is uh, important, not just the Rams, but like Matthew Stafford. And oh, yeah. they're probably I mean, I I'm gonna actually get into this. I'm gonna watch some videos about them talking about each other and like their chemistry because that might be like a sleeper monster duo right there. Oh, absolutely. And you know, we you know, let's 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 move on down the list. Let's that's enough sucking Allen Robinson off. Um, let's no, Allen Robinson is <laughs> go go go. Uh, let's talk. <laughs> let's move on to probably um, kind of a low key one, um, and I don't think maybe he's going to jump off the page really, but but can can turn out to be very productive is Tom Brady and Russell Gage. Russell Gage coming from Atlanta, uh, the Great Purge of Atlanta. Um, they moved him out to Tampa Bay, or he signed to Tampa Bay, whatever. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He's going to make Russell Gage better. What what are, what are your thoughts on this uh, combination? Um, well, just based on tone and delivery, I think you're sleeping on Russell Gage. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Russell Gage was a good receiver, but he had a lot of great receivers around him. Calvin Ridley is a, a beast, mm-hmm. and he's up there top five receivers, in my opinion, when he's not gambling and missing entire seasons. But... <laughs> We've talked about it. I've even brought, I've even brought it up on this list with uh, great. Peyton Manning making all these receivers great. Tom Brady does the same thing. Yeah, like what Tom Brady is going to do for Russell Gage in this one season. I do believe Tom Brady retires after this season, and I think that Russell Gage is going to be a better receiver after this year, and he will have a successful career in the NFL, and it will be probably because of Tom Brady. Um, I think that, like, look at um, Antonio Brown, right? Mm-hmm. It's like they're like they got Mike Evans, and then they got um, 
Mike Evans, and then what's the other one? <laughs> oh God, I was reading. I was literally just reading this. I forget who what what his name is. This, oh, th- that bothers me. He's I'm better than this. Uh, but they got another like receiver who could be a number. One, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Yep. So yeah. So they got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, <coughs> and they had like Gronkowski, and it's like, mm-hmm. what, what are they gonna do with Antonio Brown? And then mm-hmm. Antonio Brown started going off, and it was yes. like. Tom Brady's only throwing it to Antonio Brown, and it's like we picked him up off waivers. It's like nobody mm-hmm. thought that this was going to be a real problem. I think the same thing could happen with Russell Gage, and I'm not trying to play my cards out here for fantasy, but Tom Brady's going to have Mike Evans. He's going to have all these guys in, on third down. Gonna write this What's going to happen is Tom, Bra- <laughs> Tom Brady's going to throw the ball to Russell Gage on a, a third and six, mm-hmm. and – after that, there's just going to be this thing in Tom Brady's mind where when he's not looking, he's like, where's Russell Gage? Because like, mm-hmm. everybody loves a check down. Everybody loves a check down. That's like his security blanket this year. Yeah. And Tom Brady goes to the security blanket a lot, and we learned that last year with Antonio Bryan. So I do think that this could turn out to be uh, a lot better combo <laughs> than it feels right now, but that's because Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And he's very smart, and he's going to coach him up. And Russell Gage is going to be on his you know, best behavior for Tom Brady and doing all the right things. And yes, Daddy. Oh, yeah. I think it's going to work out. <laughs> yes, Daddy. So I wasn't th- that excited about it because, again, uh, you know, Russell Gage is going to come in and basically be number two next to Michael, uh, sorry, Mike Evans. Uh, until Godwin comes back, he is injured. So I think he's going to miss a couple games for the, for the beginning of the season. Now, like you said, with when he had Antonio Brown and Godwin and Evans, you're right. He was throwing it to Brown, but he also had these two other guys to like be like, if Brown isn't open, I'm going to pass it to these other two stellar wide receivers that I have on my ridiculous offense. Oh, and I also have Gronkowski to kind of check it down to or just throw it at the sidelines to. You know what I mean? Like Tom Brady is going to make Russell Gage better for sure. I just don't think this is going to be the more – productive of this list um but yes right. i i definitely agree with you he tom brady does this thing to wide receivers where he just makes them recognizable um uh recognizable names in in, in house basically a household name during the nfl season and it's like uh, people are starting to buy russell gage jerseys and like, <laughs> yeah, this guy's gonna go fucking off i swear <laughs> um but yeah you know he like did, i said he had a couple great games last year though like he did i, I had him he did and, and i do he, I, I was going to say, I do this thing where if I have him on my fantasy team and he doesn't give me more than 10 points, I'm already pissed at him and I think don't think he's a good player. So <laughs> that's just kind of where I'm at. But, um, yeah, he did have a couple of games, like you said. Um, and, yeah, I just that, that's what I think is going to kind of happen with uh, Russell Gage. Um, do you have anything else on these guys? Um, no, just um, I hope Russell Gage heard that. You're an ass. Uh, Carson... <laughs> Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin is a fantastic sports car. Scary Terry. Um, scary Terry. But we don't – there's contract things going on. And then this is my problem with this yeah. one. Carson Wentz is kind of like – we kind of know what Carson Wentz is, right? Can I like mm-hmm. – can I say that at this point? Like, <laughs> No, dude. You've you got know, so much potential. you got a one MVP vote that one year, remember? Well – that yeah, I mean that's that's what they say, <laughs> but it, they do. You Double's should hear advocate. no. You, it, <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. Where so he played who played for uh the Commanders last year? Oh god, what's his name? He's he's he made his like appearance like the last few games of the season before and then I I forget. Let me let me look it up. You keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Um oh yeah, 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 that guy. I know who you're talking about. He was actually really fun to watch. We talked about him in one of our episodes. We were Ta- like Taylor Heineke. He, Taylor Heineke. Yeah. So Taylor Heineke was able to put Terry McLaren on the map. So I, I don't see why Carson Wentz, obviously it's his number one receiver. He's going to get targets. He's going to get catches. He's going to have a good season. Um, is he going to have a season that he would have if Derek Carr or Russell Wilson or mm-hmm. even Matt Ryan or Sean Watson or Kyler Murray or, you know, uh, Matthew Stafford was quarterback or Tom Brady? No. Mm-hmm. But he will still have a good season. Um and what was weird, I, I actually I tweeted it, but it was that um, Nick Foles signed with the Colts. So it was weird because it was like Carson Wentz got hurt and Nick Foles went in. And then Carson Wentz gets traded to Indianapolis. And then eventually <laughs> Indianapolis trades him and then they signed Nick Foles is just funny, but um, <laughs> and then they win the Super Bowl, no big deal. It's like they call each other like every year, and they're like, "How was your experience?" Like we're obviously traveling the world together. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be a good combo. Like I think he's worthy of drafting, not Carson Wentz, Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would say like this could be like top six on the list. Okay, yeah, I, I like that. I like that comparison. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned the, 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 the whole uh, deal with uh, Terry McLaurin. Uh, they want it done. They want to get a deal done. He's like, uh, I forget his name. Uh, oh God, what's his name? The, co- the coach for the commanders right now, Ron Rivera, is saying we will get what deal done. Like a deal has to get done. I don't know what Scary Terry's thinking if he's reading this, but I, th- I think he, he also wants to play. But I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. Exactly with like, if he wants more money, like obviously with the wide receivers this this off season, the market has gone up, so everybody wants to get paid, and yeah. that makes sense. And Scary Terry is a very very good wide receiver, so I think he should get paid. Well, think about this, Scary Terry. <laughs> I just like saying that. <laughs> scary Terry had a thought that indeed was very scary, <laughs> and. <laughs> Is a Dr. Was, Seuss book? What is this? <laughs> no, no, no. It was not that Carson Wentz would be his friend, but his adversary. <clears throat> so think about this. Mm-hmm. Terry McLaurin right now is considered a good wide receiver. Carson Wentz comes in, and he has a bad year, and his contract's over, and nobody wants him for top-tier yeah. money. Yeah. Terry McLaurin's agent has probably told him, hey, Carson Wentz is your quarterback next year. Your value, it's like stocks. You got to know when your value is at its highest high Mm -hmm. and predict when it will drop. And his agent, probably very politely, had told him, I think your value will drop at the end of this year with Carson Wentz as your quarterback. And Mm -hmm. that kind of circles back around to what my whole point was. Um, So I really think that's what this whole contract thing is about. And he's just trying to capitalize on what he's worth in this moment. Yeah, I agree with that. Now that you kind of you, you did make that clear, you also rhymed with those first two lines you said. So I really appreciate that. Scary Terry had a thought that it wasn't <laughs> scary. Carson Wentz is not his friend, but his adversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, Dr. I did that on Seuss. purpose. 
Dr. Seuss right here. Um, your, your fans know it's in the about me. I'm a rapper, prodigy. <laughs> they oh know. Oh, my God, you're right. That's ridiculous. Um, let's move on to the very last one. And we saved it last because we have a little something, a little something, something at the end. And Tyreek Hill and Tua. This this one is going to be very interesting because I not only because of the things Tyreek Hill said, but Tua just kind of was that quarterback in Miami. But you know Brian Flores didn't want him to be that guy, and now he's that guy. So let's talk about the Tyreek Hill drama at the end. What do you think going into this season with Tua and Tyreek? This match made. Uh, in off-season uh, glory, I guess we'll call that. Uh, w- w- what do you expect out of these two guys or this 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 combination wide receiver quarterback duo? It's hard to tell, it be, because uh, we don't really know what Tua is yet, mm-hmm. and Tyreek Hill is. You know, a very good receiver. He's not a great route runner. He's very good at just finding... Like, Patrick Mahomes was very good at extending plays and doing, like, playground football. You know, just, like, looking over here and spitting around. And it's like you thought you had him sacked, and now it's a touchdown. (laughs) And you're like, how did that... Like, that's what I love about watching Patrick Mahomes when he's not playing the Broncos is that it is so fun to watch. Like, you're Mm -hmm. like, dude, how did he do that? Like... He just has so much trust in himself, and when he extends plays, that's when Tyreek Hill turns on his jets and, like, comes in and then just literally it's not even a route. Like, he's just running faster than everybody, and Mm -hmm. he's going to the top or he's going to the side, and Patrick Mahomes has the arm to just, you know, even if he's rolling to the right, to launch the ball all the way to the left, and there's Tyreek Hill, and he catches it, and then he swoops around everybody because no one takes a proper angle on him because he's so damn fast, (laughs) and then he scores a touchdown. I don't – well, Tua doesn't have a strong arm. He – that's why they said he's accurate is because all of his passes are 10 yards. But, (laughs) like (laughs) – he he you I mean I he doesn't throw a ball like over 50 yards. So Tua is not going to be able to launch those balls. Is he going to be able to extend plays and find him? Yeah, t- I mean Tyreek Hill is a, he's going to find space. That's what he's mm-hmm. going to do. But is Tua going to be able to deliver? Mm-hmm. We don't I mean I personally I'm not like <laughs> all in on it yet. I think everybody's saying the same thing collectively is that Tua has no more excuses, and we'll know after this year if he is legit or not based mm-hmm. on the weapons and offensive line getting beefed up with Armstrong coming in, or Armstead. Um, they beefed it up, but that's just the proper way of saying that, like, we don't know what Tua is at this point in time. Yeah. So, so like, I think a lot of the success from Tyreek Hill depends on it, and we aren't really sure about it yet, but I think we'll know pretty quick. Um, and I will say when we go into what Tyreek's Hill comments were about Tua, that it might even make it a little more interesting what he's done, but I'll, I'll let you give your take and then let him know what I'm talking about. Absolutely. And yeah, I, again, <clears throat> Tua, Tua really like the, just the criticism for him is like, well, I feel like well-deserved, but, and again, you know, you, you beefed up the O-line, like you said, you got Tyreek Hill, you have a weapon, you have a line. No excuses now. Literally no excuses. This is your last fucking year to prove it. Um, and <laughs> that was so funny. Remember that video they posted about 
like Tua's long ball and Tyreek Hill literally having to stop to catch the ball and everybody was like, oh, look at this yeah. accuracy. Like, that's what you're talking about. His, his passes are, like, well short. He is accurate at, you know, 10 to 15 yards, maybe 20. Um, past that, it's, it's, a, it's literally a toss-up. It's, you know, no pun intended on that. It's a toss-up. Um, but, again, no excuses. And I just, I, I don't know. Tyreek Hill, like you said, can find separation between himself and, the corner, the safety, whoever's whoever's uh, supposed to uh, be uh, be guarding him, but will Tua be able to find Tyreek when Tyreek finds those spaces or those that separation? Exactly. Yeah. And he has to. And the thing is, again, going back to the O line, he should be able to have time to find uh, uh, those spaces when Tyreek Hill gets that separation. Now, with Tyreek Hill, <laughs> the recent criticism, everybody's giving Tyreek Hill shit. They told Tyreek, get that money. He got the money. A few months later, what did he say about Patrick Mahomes? He said, Tua all day over Patrick Mahomes. What the hell is Tyreek smoking, doing, drinking? What does he do? What? Who in their right minds is a wide receiver? Look, I get you're angry. I get Tyreek Hill is angry that he maybe was underutilized, I guess is his excuse, in Kansas City. Yeah. But, but he to wasn't. say Yeah. To to say that Tua is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes and you prefer him over Patty Mahomes, you are insane. Yeah, he had I think it was less than five targets in like four games or something like that. But he was mm-hmm. also hurt a couple times. So he was like not very reliable. Like he, I think he was out like four games last year, mm-hmm. and then they're like the year before he was only targeted less than six times in one game, and it's like yeah because they got film on that like defenses <laughs> adjusted to the way that they play their game and they yeah. had people over on the top side to look out for him and they they you know that's just what happens it's the evolution of the game you can't just say that oh I was underutilized because I wasn't targeted as much. Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, and we knew that mm-hmm. like two years ago. So to say that you were underutilized is really to undermine Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not going to join that club because I've watched him play. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is just like not wanting to throw Tyree Kill the ball. This isn't some Baker Mayfield and uh, – Beckham stuff going on. Yeah. That we never heard about beef going on here. So if you were underutilized or under-targeted, you either weren't open or Patrick Mahomes was under pressure and didn't see you. Mm-hmm. But it's nothing more than that. And I I would expect that Tyreek Hill must have texted Patrick Mahomes probably right after this happened and been like, hey, you know I had to say that about you know, to uh, to build his confidence. He's my quarterback now. <laughs> you know, there's no way. In- short. <laughs> yeah, there's no something. way. <laughs> there's no way in hell that he believes this. He's just obviously trying to build up his quarterback because that's his quarterback now. So he's trying to, you know, put him in a good light and show him that he feels confident in him and things like that. Mm-hmm. But this is what I was going to say was that I think it puts a lot of unnecessary <clears throat> pressure on him. Now you're saying that Tua is all day a better option than Patrick Mahomes and he's more accurate. What happens if Tua goes out there 
and he's obviously, and it will inevitably happen, not play as well as Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. So now what have you done? You've built up these expectations that are not even obtainable, and they don't need to be. You don't need to be the best quarterback in the NFL to have a playoff run or win a Super Bowl. You don't. Matthew (laughs) Stafford is not better than Patrick Mahomes, and that is not even my opinion. And Joe Burrow is not better than Josh Allen. Not yet. He's on his way, but... Josh Allen might even be better than Patrick Mahomes, and neither of those two were in the Super Bowl. So you know you don't you can build up your quarterback. You know what he should have said is I'm not going to compare, but I really like what I've seen from Tua so far. His accuracy has been mm-hmm. impeccable, and I mm-hmm. can't wait to see how we translate to the field. But to comparison to you know do the comparison thing, it's like. It's not and, even fair. You're asking him an unfair question. You can't compare nobody to Patrick Mahomes. You'll never play with another guy like that, period. And a couple things out of that, right? Like, you can absolutely build someone up without tearing somebody else down. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, he, 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 exactly. He, he, he built Tua up and, it's, and somehow in the same sentence, just a few words apart, brought Patrick Mahomes down. Like, no, that, that doesn't make sense. Um, another side of this, right? Uh, we were talking about uh, like kind of putting a lot of pressure on Tua when they watch what happens because they're going to have this the NFL memes all these analysts are going to have this quote ready when for the after the first half of the of the Dolphins Patriots game in week one and Tua goes five for 12 with 79 yards and an interception they're going to post this all over halftime. Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill has one catch, three three targets. Like, it's going to be ridiculous for 12 yards or something like that. And it's going to be hilarious because everybody's going to post this up. Oh, hey, Tyreek, how's uh, Tua going? How's, t- how's that uh, Tua as your quarterback? You know what I mean? So that's going to be yeah, hilarious. Yeah, and meanwhile, meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes is going to be having, uh, like, an air duel with Kyler Murray in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They're both going to throw for 400 yards, <laughs> it's, and it's, it's just that just adds to, to the meme. Just it does. It's going to add to it because the, these halves of football are going to be played, and everybody's going to have something ready. And um, you, it'll you admit- it'll be said at halftime during the halftime show oh, when 100%. they're like recapping all the teams. They'll be like, they're probably going to put those games back to back, and they'll be like, uh, Tua has had one target, he's got one <laughs> catch for seven yards, and uh, Miami is trailing by three. Moving yeah. over to Kansas City, who has the lesser quarterback, it is yeah. twenty-one to twenty-one in a complete shootout in Arizona. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes has already two hundred fifty yards, and it's just going to be hilarious. It's going to be great, and that—that's that's what I can I see. I literally from, like, see it. That's what I could see from like red zone when they're moving from like yeah. team yeah. to team, right? Like, hey, the Patriots just scored on the on the Dolphins to is fucking like I said, five for eleven, seventy nine yards, and then we'll move on to the worst quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes, who just had <laughs> thir- his third touchdown of the half. It's gonna be amazing. No, that's a that's a barstool move. They can't. Yeah. They can't they, See the NFL when they take their their hits at people, they have to do it subtly. Subtly, yeah, subtly. they do. Like they can't, they can't like just be like that extreme with it. They just have to like, <laughs> just like quietly punch them in the mouth. Like, but like you could easily be like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> yeah, and me, me, it's a barstool move and a me and Kyle move. So look out for that week one. <laughs> Also, uh, YouTube uh, NFL announcers angry and watch like 
15 minutes straight of announcers just like doing little subtle shots to the players. It's freaking hilarious. I love it. Um, and and the other thing with Tyreek Hill, right? Like th- this was another one where his agent was like, "Hey, man, you're going with Tua to Miami." You better get this money, and we're going to get you this money. And, again, it's like the stocks thing. It's like, you know, foreseeing what's going to happen. So all that to say, Tyree Kill to attack of Iloa, probably not a very good uh, not a very good duo here. Uh, it's going to be interesting, like you said, because it really can go I wouldn't go say not way. very good, though. I wouldn't I say not very good. I think it go either way. I think it go either way. What do you think? See, this, I, well, this is what he's done. It's like we're saying not very good, but it's because – now we're comparing it to Patrick Mahomes, but we didn't have to do that until he made us, you know? Yeah. And it, I mean, obviously the reporters initiated it, but dude, you're an NFL player. You see the media every Tuesday and Wednesday, like, you know how to mm-hmm. divert questions or just mm-hmm. simply not answer them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you like did this to yourself. So I, I do think that the fact that now we're like, we find ourselves back at this home base of like, not very good. It's like, he did this because, you know, the way that, we have to weigh it out. It didn't mm-hmm. have to be this way. I think it could have been a good combo, and Tyreek Hill could have a good year. But what we're used to seeing from Tyreek Hill, to just think that translate to Miami with a quarterback that has not proven himself, you have to be smoking something. Like, it's not going <laughs> to happen. It's not going to happen like that. Like, no. I, I think that it could be a good combo. And like I said, it's hard to rank this because just like everyone in the world, we don't know what Tua is. We think we do sometimes, and then he's not good. And then we we see the halftime show, and it's like they haven't scored yet. (laughs) And, you know, and then, you know, we just don't know. Like, he he had a promising future, but unlike Kyler Murray, who is also a small quarterback, Tua doesn't have an arm. Like, Kyler Murray can throw the ball like 55. I mean, he throws his body into it. He's not like a Josh Allen. You know, he doesn't have that, like, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. They got big-time arms. Like, Kyler Murray can throw it downfield, mm-hmm. but he's putting a lot into it. Uh, these guys just mm-hmm. flick their wrist, and it's like, that was 50 yards? <laughs> like, how did he do that? <laughs> and I didn't know that till I watched the game. I literally saw Aaron Rodgers just 50 yards flick his wrist. And just I was flick like, the wrist. I was like, what? Literally, it looked effortless. It's, um, it's dumb. It's a gift. Tua doesn't have that gift. So no. I don't. I don't think that it's even fair to compare, but maybe something gets unlocked this year with his potential based mm-hmm. on what they – I mean, that's what – it's not crazy to say. That's what Miami's hoping for. That's why they've invested so much around him on the offensive line. But I do want to say something really quick. This is a total sidebar, but I'll make it really fast. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Sean Payton was offered – this just came out. This was leaked by a credible source from within the Miami organization. They offered Sean Payton a $100 million contract for four years of coaching – Oh which God. would have made him the highest paid coach. And then at, remember, uh, John Gruden got a 10 year, $100 million. Hundred year, yep. So yep. put that in perspective four years, $100 million. Tom Brady was looking to be a potential owner of the Miami Dolphins. Like he was buying like wow. 25% of the team. And there was talks with him going back and forth about Tom Brady wanting to play with Sean Payton. So if Sean Payton took that deal, he was going to request a trade to Miami. And. <laughs> It basically, what would have happened was Tom Brady and Sean Payton would be playing. And 
it was crazy that mainstream media didn't talk about it because this was like that close from happening. Oh it my was God. literally I had no that idea. was all, yeah, nobody <clears throat> did because it wasn't reported. And actually all the people, the insiders that were talking about it, that's their biggest point to the whole thing is like how did this just slip under the radar all off season when it was so close to happening? So mm-hmm. I did want to mention that because you're probably not going to hear it from ESPN, but if you do a little bit of research, just YouTube it. There'll be plenty of information, all credible. That was almost a reality, and <laughs> it just kind of blew my mind a little bit when I when I heard about that. See, you get all the news here at Only Football. So, with the veteran <laughs> QB wide receiver duos, let's wrap this up. Kyle, who do you have as your best? Not not your best one, but who do you think is going to be the most successful this season uh, between the list? And I'll give you mine right after. Okay. <clears throat> Can I do top three at least? Nope, no, nope, just one. All right, uh, I'll do Derek Carr and Devonte Adams. All right, uh, yeah, like you said, man, that's that's just such a good one. Like it's, he's not gonna have uh, Aaron Rodgers like that, but I think out of all these, yeah, probably the most successful. I'm gonna go Tua and Terry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh, I think I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go a little bit. <sighs> Out of left field here, and I think, I think out of all these guys, it's going to be Matthew Stafford and Allen Robinson. <laughs> so we we sucked off Allen Robinson enough. I'm finishing right now with Matthew Stafford and Allen Robinson. No, he's finishing <laughs> as the as the most successful duo uh, for next year. Again, he's got Cooper Cup there, but I think Allen Robinson is just going to cement. You know, like Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP. He's going to be double teamed. He's going to be watched. He's going to be shadowed by every player on the defense. It's going to open it up for Allen Robinson to get those, like either either really deep balls or like to get those you know like yards after catch type of plays. And it will just pretend that Renfro and Darren Waller didn't already have great years, and now they brought in the best wide receiver in the NFL. <laughs> okay. I have to disagree with you. That's how it goes. Tough shit. <laughs> I, I, I've, uh, all right, I didn't know I was being Stephen A today. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. The weed. <laughs> all right. You know how on. he talks, though? He, uh, yeah. He, like, He's like at this. He's like I don't really have any more information at this particular moment in time, but I will tell you that I do believe that if there was one person to do it, like he, I mean, it's like that while he's talking, he's like, he's like literally jerking himself off in his mind. He's like, he sounds so good right now. He he looks at himself in the mirror during sex um, and says, "Particular so, time, yeah, particular time, particular time, particular time." Um, <laughs> Let's move on to some tidbits going on before we go into our uh, fun, fun segment here at the end. So Minka, Fix, Minka Fitzpatrick and the Steelers grew to a four-year extension worth more than $73 million. Uh, it includes $36 million guaranteed, and it'll make him the highest paid safety in the NFL at 18, almost $18.5 million per season. Uh, 25 years old, uh, 13 interceptions, 36 passes defended, three returning three of those interceptions for touchdowns. Four forced fumbles, five fumble recoveries in his career, and he's one of the only one of only three players to have two hundred and fifty plus tackles, ten plus interceptions since twenty nineteen. 
Uh, this just cements the fact that the Steelers are going to win the AFC North for me. So this just makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> Why? And that's he was already going to play for the Steelers. <laughs> it's an extension. That means he's going to play better. Um, oh, Kyle, you. what do you think? You like it? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to be completely and honest because I am not Sports Center and I don't get paid to lie. <clears throat> I didn't know that much about him. Um, I mean, I'm I wasn't I'm not a huge like like I guess I don't know like all the safeties. Sorry, mm-hmm. but he barely <laughs> so cracked. Apology, I mean, apology it, accepted. there isn't like that much hype around him from what I know because they did the top 100 players and he made number 97. So yeah. like you can always find like little stats where like he's the only corner corner or safety to do that, and I do that with my mm-hmm. players all the time. When oh, yeah. Justin Absolutely. Simmons got re-signed, it was like he's the only player to do this, this, and this, and this in the last four years. And, <laughs> but like you know, stats you can find anyone to you know fit your your bill. I mean, obviously, if you can find stats to fit any narrative, he's probably worth a, a re-sign and a bonus because yeah, even if you have to hunt for it, it's there and it's real. So like, I think that this was probably a really good move by the Steelers. I didn't know that, like, this guy to be vocal or be asking for money or holding out a training camp, and that's just the Steeler way to pay a guy that does all the right things. Um, exactly. I know Jamal Adams just was the highest-paid safety at $17.5 million. Uh, the Vikings yeah. safety Harrison Smith uh, made $16 million. Justin Simmons the year before uh, was the highest-paid safety at $15.25 million. And then Buda Baker was paid right before him at 14.75. And then the Bears, I'll stop there with Eddie Jackson uh, making <laughs> 14.6. Don't go. Don't go any further than that. <laughs> but um, isn't that interesting to see just in, you know, just in two years, the highest paid safety has jumped $3 million. Yeah. And all those guys. Like, it's crazy how much they're paying these guys and how many are coming out of the – I don't want to say woodwork, but how many guys are being very successful at that position. So, um, happy retirement to Kari Willis. I think he was a safety or quarterback for the Colts. But I think he just yeah, played three he, seasons. Safety for the Colts. He – I think he made, like, $4 million, and I think he was, <laughs> like, supposed to make, like, $2.9 million this year, and he turned it down. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, happy retirement to him. From what I hear, he is going to follow God. So let him. Uh, he's going to do him. Good for him. He's he's still very young. He's got a great experience. Made some good money, and you know, all 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 good all good things. Hopefully, will happen to him after football. Um, one other thing. Yeah. My, what's up? <laughs> no, I was just saying he's obviously really passionate about what he's doing because he turned down millions of dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's how you know. Mo- I would. I wish I could get to a place like that where it's like money is. It, it doesn't matter to me. Where I could be like, yeah, yeah. I'll turn down three mil. <laughs> yeah, like you. You think about it, and it's such an abstract thought for where I am now. Same. Like, I couldn't imagine Same. ever. Like I don't even know like how to begin like thinking that way. Like, like to get. I mean, because think about it. Usually, when people turn down that kind of money, they have like fifty to a hundred million. Yeah, but like he, that would have been like forty percent of what he made in his career. He's got to so be like invested. Was, you know what I mean? Like he's got to have got some Bitcoin. Investment. Yeah, he's got mad. He's got Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing uh, about mini camps, 
Robert Quinn missing mini camps. Eberflus saying that they was not excused. It was not an excused absence by Robert Quinn. He is trying to get his money, I'm assuming, although I think he signed like a four or five year deal with the Bears after they picked him up uh season before last in the middle of the year, so I don't know. It'd be we'll, funny if like we always assume people missing training camp are like trying to get money because ninety five percent of the time they are. But yeah. like <laughs> it gets revealed later that he was just at a party and got lost and like he's trying to make his way back to to training camp and he's like, like hitchhiking. It's like hangover. The Hangover movie. Where yeah. the fuck? Where's Robert Quinn? He, or like uh, when, uh, what, what's going on? Or like when Michael Jordan had to get Dennis Rodman Rodman from uh, <laughs> from Vegas from, from Vegas. You saw that in the last. Yeah, dance. he opened the door. Carmen Electra was just butt ass naked, being like, "Oh my god, this is Michael <laughs> Jordan." He's like, "Hey, I need Dennis. We need him in the finals. Like, come on." <laughs> uh, Playtime's over. <laughs> yeah, Iberflus is out looking for Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn, if you're hearing this, follow my voice and you will be there. Um, <laughs> Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, missing the one date on the hearing of uh, misconduct in the workplace, apparently happening in Washington. So there's been allegations of sexual mis- of sexual harassment, other toxic workplace environments, supervisors not caring about sexual harassment about the toxic culture and this guy is like yeah i'm gonna be in cabo uh on that day specifically sorry yeah dan snyder if you really like dig into all the details is a very very toxic person and if he wasn't white Mm -hmm. he would already been kicked out of being an owner he is like he's done all the wrong things he doesn't even show up to his own hearing now he (laughs) i mean what's there to say like you know, you got so many allegations against you. And it's weird because, like, the Deshaun Watson thing's happening at the same time. But mm-hmm. as you can see, the league's handling it differently because um, I know I, like, looked into a little bit. Dan Snyder has a lot of money, like, in the into Republican politics pockets. And, you know, when, when you're playing those type of cards, you can get away with a little more than yeah, true. Deshaun Watson can. Yeah, <laughs> so there's not a lot of outrage this... for Dan Snyder like Deshaun Watson. Yeah, no, and it's also like it, it's all not to like go off topic, but it's also a lot to do with the media because like oh, the yeah. media in a way tells us what to care about. Like even uh, with what's going on in Ukraine, like it's totally awful and terrible. But there <laughs> are other countries in war that are even worse, you know. Mm-hmm. But we don't we don't even think about it because it's not in the media. So, like, the media does tell us to a certain extent, like, what we're supposed to care about because that's our news. And if mm-hmm. if we're not getting it from our phones, who our phones get it from the news, <laughs> if we're not getting it from our phones or the news, then how do we hear about the news? You know, and it's if you control the media, you really control everything. So nobody in the media is, like, blasted Dan Schneider. Like, they did a little bit in the beginning, and then it just kind of died away. And he remained the owner. So, like, I, I'm happy they're finally getting to the bottom of this. He will not be the owner going, you know, forward. I know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. There's just too much dirt that he can't make clean. And I think Jeff Bezos is going to be the next owner. <laughs> Kyle getting a little conspiratorial on us. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned for another Crack One Media podcast. Conspiracies with Kyle. No, I think uh, all, all the... Oh, all the that com- should be a segment. Yes, yes. I'm down for that. Conspiracies with Kyle. Uh, we're making that. I'm writing that down. Uh, but, yes, so I all the Washington Commanders fans hate him. 
at least from like the prominent ones that I like kind of follow and like listen to, hate them. They want him to sell the team, and this will probably make it somewhat closer to that being true. Um, we'll see what happens. Like you said, you know, the media controlling all of us. We are media puppets, as Kyle is saying. Um, ah! <laughs> he's jerking off on camera. Stop, Kyle. Jesus. Yeah. No, no, no. Somebody's raising my arm. Yeah, all right. Sure. Um, but okay. <laughs> let's move on to our final segment of the episode. We are going to power rank the least worst NFL cities. Uh out of, out of the 32, so we're basically what we're going to do is I have the NFC. I'm going to pick one city out of each division. Kyle has the AFC. He's going to pick the worst city out of each division, and they're going to power rank them one through eight, one being the least worst, eight being the absolute worst. So, Kyle, do you want to start off with what cities you have in the AFC, or you want me to go with the NFC first? Um, you want to go one, 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 one? Actually, yeah, let's do that. Let's start off with um, – AFC East. Who do you have? What's the worst city in the AFC East? The worst city in the A in the East. AFC East. Do I have to go division, or can I just do teams? Well, I figured. I figured there's if some wanted... divisions that don't crack the list, like the AFC West oh, is in, okay. in the top five. I mean, I'm sorry, Vegas. One of the strip. That's by anyway. Let's go. So. <laughs> Living on the strip, they yeah, love it. Let's let's actually, yeah, let's just do one for one. Uh, I have one from each division, but let's just go one for one. Okay, I'm going to start with uh, a shocker here: Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> oh, super and shocker! I will say the only the only thing that keeps Cleveland even <laughs> a little bit relevant is a guy that plays basketball for the Los <laughs> Angeles Lakers. <laughs> and if he didn't, not even, not go, even the not even the Cavaliers anymore, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, if he didn't grow up in Akron, Akron, Ohio, this would be Akron. the easiest one to pick. Akron. <laughs> <laughs> you know me in names. Everybody's yeah. got it at this point, all right? <laughs> Jimmy I, G, Johnny G, <laughs> Johnny uh, G. I have to now. I say you. it right. I have to agree with you. Cleveland is terrible, and it's it's not. Yeah, even, like, I mean, there's. Their football what do you team do sucks in and Cleveland? their sucks. Like, think about this. When, I, when I'm thinking of this list, I'm like, how would I recruit a player here? <laughs> like, hey, dude, come to Cleveland. We got cold. <laughs> like, oh, oh, this is a perfect time to tell you something really quick about Cleveland. Let's, let's go. Uh, there, there, there was this stand-up comedian. His <clears throat> name is uh, – I'll, I'll give it to you later. So he comes up on stage, and he's like, Cleveland. Yeah, it's happy to be. He's like basically like I'm happy to be here, and like everyone's like kind of laughing at him, and he because he's like I'm happy to be here because uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all and you can all say. Like laughing. And then he's like, he's like, man, I just wish we could have like at least a winning football team, you know. And this was when they were like zero and sixteen and one and fifteen every year. Yeah. And uh, his name was John Capillaria, and uh, so he goes. Uh, he's like, I'll be talking to somebody, and uh, I'll be like, you know, Cleveland hasn't won a, a Super Bowl in entire history. And then some asshole will come out of nowhere and be like, actually, that's not true. San Diego hasn't won one since 1955. <laughs> and he's like, oh, really? Fuck San Diego. When, <laughs> he's like, when they lose, they can go to the beach and get tan. When we lose, I got to deal with that and icicles on my ball sack. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. It's like so hilarious. And then I guess they were like a yard short of like losing uh, an AFC championship game. And he's like, I think his name was Brimmer or something. He's like, if Brimmer were to score that touchdown, I wouldn't fucking be here right now. <laughs> like, basically, tell him that was like the turn of events for his whole shitty stand-up comedian oh career. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to send it to you. It's, it's freaking hilarious. So. Like, that's really all you can say about Cleveland. Like, what do you, what do you have? What nightlife <laughs> do you have in Cleveland? Like, hey, let's go to the Walmart and walk around for a little bit. You know what I mean? Let's hit a – let's hit uh, – uh, what's that old uh, crate? Oh God, what's the name of that restaurant? Uh, barrel, barrel, something. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Is it the Cracker Barrel for dinner on a Friday night, and then I head to Walmart? A, I think it's a Florida thing. <laughs> no, I've seen Cracker Barrels thing. in the Midwest. You think it cut? It made the list. <laughs> I think so. Too. I actually in Fort Lauderdale. I lived in an apartment complex with a pool out, and they were like <laughs> some really cool dudes. But they were from Cleveland, and they one of the dudes looked just like MGK, and he, <laughs> he had a he had a brand called uh, Fort. Uh, what was it? It was uh, Fort Lauderdale or something like that. Yeah. And basically, like, there's this big music festival for rappers. Um, that happens every year, and it, it happens in Miami. It's called uh, Loud, the Loud. Oh music yeah, festival. Rolling Loud, Rolling Loud. Yeah. yeah. So his shirt said Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And he like end up like getting backstage passes with MGK and stuff like that. So we're talking about like it him. and all that. Because he here. looked like a man because he was there. <laughs> but we ended up talking about it, and he was like, "No, dude, I didn't get backstage passes because I had Fort Lauderdale shirts, and they were getting sold." I got backstage passes because I'm from Cleveland and he's from Cleveland. (laughs) I will say the only thing Cleveland has going for them is that there's this cult of people that know that their town sucks. And (laughs) And they're just, yeah, well, they made a decision that I'm going to love Cleveland no matter what. And that just bonds them together for life. And I've seen it firsthand. Let, let me go with mine here. I'm going to go one from the NFC East. Washington, D.C., the Washington Commanders. Garbage city, politics. I just got to say that, politics. You got the White House there. You got all these crooked politicians there. You've got, obviously, Dan Snyder is the owner. Like, what else? Like, Washington, D.C. is not this, like, amazing, like, capital city of the U.S. where you can, you know, do all sorts of stuff. There's, like, mad crime there. Like, why would, like, what, hey, honey, let's go see the White House, and then after, maybe let's uh, get robbed at gunpoint or something like that. Don't want to go to Washington, <laughs> yeah, D.C. You can only do that so many times until you're, like, <laughs> Until you're uh, dead, yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Kyle. Go with yours. All right, so a couple on my list. I just want to say they're successful football teams. So, like, I don't want to relate, like, it's easy to be, like, a bad football team, bad place to live and try to find that combo but we're Mm -hmm. only talking about shitty places to live let's just be clear about that so i'm gonna say that cincinnati is next another ohio another ohio problem um i mean it's cincinnati like it's in ohio it's i i don't know if it's supposed to be better or worse than cleveland i don't know how they rank it in ohio Mm -hmm. um I think the only thing that's great about Ohio is probably Ohio State, and I got nothing else to say about Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I would agree with you, and only because Joe Burrow himself said, 
Yeah, it's kind of easy to not get in trouble in Cincy because there really isn't shit to do. I feel like Cincinnati is one of those towns where it's like you have the Bengals who are actually good, and that you know that's one reason, that's one thing to do in Cincinnati, and nothing else because the whole city shuts down at like seven thirty-eight. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do in Cincinnati? Like, there's nothing there. It's Ohio. I'm just there's crackheads abundant. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing but that. Like, hey, the meth capital. Let's go do some meth and watch a Bengals or a <laughs> you know, Bengals game. Or that actually else. sounds really fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check. Kyle is a drug addict. Um, no, I'm just saying if I was going to watch a Bengals game, I would prefer to do it with some meth just to see if it be- – I'm just right, kidding. I'm going to go out of the NFC North. No, I'm not going to pick Chicago. I love Chicago. I pick Green Bay. I pick Green Bay, and here's why. This isn't a homer pick because I've been to Detroit. I have been. I've not been to Minneapolis. I, obviously, I'm from Chicago. Green Bay. <laughs> he took his. Kyle took his his uh, his uh, headphones off. He's like, I'm not hearing this bullshit. That's because he's from uh, Wisconsin. So he's he's being a homer. Um, but very successful team. Not gonna lie. Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre. Bart Starr, the whole, uh, just everything about it. But there's nothing in Green Bay. If you were in Milwaukee, maybe Detroit, maybe this would be Detroit. But you're in Green Bay. What is there in Green Bay to do? Oh, dude, there's so much. <laughs> well, <laughs> that pause, that pauses everything. You have to. Okay, so are we thinking about like okay, the city itself, or like? <laughs> 40-minute drive outside the city. No, we, we're talking about green fucking bay. Okay, so, like, in a way, like, <laughs> the fact that, dude, you will, you will literally, have you been to Green Bay? Of course not. Of course not. Okay. It, 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 it's an experience because you, you're basically driving through a neighborhood, and then you turn <laughs> left on Sanchez Drive, and then there's mm-hmm. Lambeau Field. It is one of the weirdest things you'll ever see. And in some way, like, all the people, they open their windows and stuff so they can hear the touchdowns because it's in their backyard. This whole entire experience is just kind of unique. It's a a one-of-a-kind. There's nobody else in the NFL that can compare to it. Nobody is owned by no owner. The city owns the team. We own the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I think that's what makes (laughs) Green Bay special is, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers, he could have left if he wanted to. He said he's going to retire a Packer. He just made it official last week, by the way, if you didn't hear that. He said I uh, I don't care. he's 100% going to retire a Packer. <laughs> we don't see that anymore. Start your career, end the career. It's cool. <laughs> Who's the last guy to do that that was a significant player? You know? Ray Lewis. Good. Troy Polamalu, yeah. Ed Reed. Yeah, but quarterbacks. You, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, they're all bouncing around. Nick so Foles with I, the Bears. <laughs> so it is it is like something you should at least witness. I completely agree though, if you're just talking about what is there to do if you just drop down as an alien into Green Bay and put what to do near me on Yelp. I I could understand your frustration. Aliens are using Yelp. Aliens are using Yelp. I could Yelp understand now. your frustration. But the but those people are simple at the same time. As a yeah, player, it would suck teams. if you're from L.A. But, like, for them, like, my Uncle Bob, he's got enough money to move to Florida. And, like, he's got three retirements, and he just wants to keep living in Green Bay for the rest of his life. And 
Every time I go see yeah, him, he's one of the happiest people it. I've ever met. Well, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, That's they're facts. just a different okay. breed over there. They're, but the players must hate it because not only oh, do yeah. they hate that there's nothing to do, but everyone else is happy. <clears throat> And that's the thing, like, you don't you don't really hear any Green Bay players getting in trouble for shit because there's nothing to do. After games, they probably <laughs> go out to, I don't know, they, they go to Chicago or they go somewhere else. <laughs> like, like they're like, yeah, let's go to Chicago, man. It's about a two-hour drive, but let's get down there. Um, yeah, that's, that's my pick. What, what, what's your next one? All right, I'm going to go Kansas City. Yeah. Successful yep. football team. Um, but you can only eat. Kansas City barbecue so many times before you only, you're like uh, you could only drink whiskey <laughs> like or bourbon or whatever it is they're, they're not known for that's Tennessee no that's uh that's uh no it's Kansas Tennessee or, Kentucky Kentucky yeah Kentucky yeah yeah who they don't have a football team they should <laughs> they should they should get one that would be cool um but anyway Kansas City I think I. Sorry, this is really crazy. Like Kentucky should have a football team. They got like horse racing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of money in Kentucky. Very wealthy politicians. College money. And college they have, money. Yeah, too. college money. Why they should invest in like moving a like LA's got like seven teams over there. Like why don't they just like move <laughs> one to Kentucky? I would. That would be dude. They would be so hype. It um, would. It would be good. But yeah, Kansas City is next on my list. Cheap to live there, dude. It's like you could buy probably like 15 acres of land right next to where the Royals and and, and the Chiefs are. Oh my and be god! Like, yeah, this was like 30 bucks. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like, Please move to Kansas City for the love of God, <laughs> dude. That's why when Patrick Mahomes signed his 500 million dollar contract in Kansas City, I was like, Do you realize this makes him the richest man alive? <laughs> and they're like, no, Jeff Bezos has a net worth of you know, $600 billion. I'm like, Jeff Bezos lives in L.A., and he's got six homes in every tourist yeah. city, not in, in four other countries. Yep. Patrick Mahomes is the richest person alive. He could not spend a, a, a tenth of his money if you gave him 24 hours and told him to stay in Kansas City. You can't leave. You got 24 hours. Go. He literally, I mean, short of You'd buying dealerships, more houses. a local dealership, yeah, more houses. Yeah. Like you have to buy property, which would, which would end up making him more money. So, yeah. Oh, right. uh, they did. Uh, they did. Kansas City, big news. Just opened their first Whataburger. So, oh, nice. Not only did they just open it, but Patrick Mahomes is the franchiser owner operating guy uh see the name he's the the money behind it building exactly so that happened like six days ago so like again only football bringing you the stuff (laughs) that you need to know if you're in kansas city driving through and you want waterburger there is finally now it's the only one in the state so make sure you find the right spot but it's there. <laughs> Don't get lost in the vast emptiness of uh, Kansas City. Um, Dude, just based on the, like, tw- 200,000 tweets about it, I was like, wow, there must not be shit to do if you guys are, like, freaking out about a Whataburger. Like, I couldn't what imagine. The fuck? Could you imagine that changing your life for, like, Dude, a the week? Line. Like, the line. The line. Did you the see door? the line? Yeah, and for you the drive-thru, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Fucking hours. Okay. Let's move on to my pick out of the NFC South. I'm going 
North Carolina. Carolina Panthers. I'm, I'm assuming they're North Carolina or are they South Carolina? I forget which one it is. It's North Carolina. North Carolina is. is very beautiful, though. It is I will beautiful, say that. but I mean, compared to Tampa Bay, compared to New Orleans, and compared Tampa to Tampa as a city sucks. Does it? Did I make yeah. the wrong pick here? I'll just say, like, Tampa only gets a pass because it's in Florida. But exactly. if you actually nice, went nice to weather, Tampa, yeah, if you actually went to Tampa and you have lived in Jacksonville, Orlando, Fort Lauderdale, Miami, West Palm, whatever mm-hmm. the case mm-hmm. may be, you would realize really quick that, like, Tampa, it's very high in crime. Um, there, like, there are, like, once you do the couple strips, you know what I mean? You did it. Like, you can, <laughs> That's it. You can... <laughs> You can do Tampa pretty quick is what I'm saying. I think I'm going to change it to uh, Tampa now. And I think I'm going to change it to Tampa. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like even when people are like, I'm going to Tampa. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Why don't, I, I guess I got $30 you too. <laughs> you know, Eastern Florida is open. <laughs> you go to you know, Miami you, or something. You don't, you don't want to hit up Pensacola maybe? Like it's a little bit nicer. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to change it from North Carolina to Tampa Bay just because... I love that you actually, like, changed it. You wrote it down. You crossed yeah, it off. Um, like that yep, that it's really gonna just be, happened. It's going to be Tampa. You've convinced me. I was just picking North Carolina because, like, you know, just, you know, racism is still well and alive there. I just feel like being an NFL <laughs> player is more dangerous than any 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 other job there. So um, It couldn't be as bad as, like, Alabama. Uh, you'd think so, huh? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. From what I hear, I it's bad. I haven't um, been over there in a while. But ever. I'm changing it to Tampa. <laughs> I'm changing it to Tampa off of uh, Florida resident Kyle. Uh, no longer Florida resident. Very long time Florida re- resident. But uh, all right, give me your last pick. My last pick is going to be a total, total surprise to you. And it's actually... I Denver. have like a twist to it. No, I have a twist. Denver's beautiful. Yeah, okay. Um, That's, that would have surprised me. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, you're high. So <laughs> <laughs> it's Miami. Wow. Wow. It's Miami. And I, I don't know if you guys know this. I lived in Miami for seven years. Miami is the most disgusting, beautiful, amazing place like i think cat williams says it best in his pimp chronicles he's like yeah you could get killed at a stoplight or all your dreams could come true in south beach or so like <laughs> you basically like it's just this really crazy world every it's very uh very um superficial everybody's mm-hmm. broke but they drive lambos and it's like everyone's just trying to fit in and like nightclubs and you're like 40 you're kind of old to be here but like whatever because you're in miami <laughs> but my money. reason is, <laughs> yeah my reason for this is because and this is my twist miami dolphins are not the miami dolphins and They're i not. am sick of it where are they they are 30 minutes <laughs> North. <laughs> I, yeah, they, I know. It's, yeah. um, man, I've been away from them for, I've been away for like four years and I'm trying to remember right but now. But that's it's like the Giants. They're not really in New York. It's like the Dallas I mean? Cowboys are in Arlington. Dallas? Exactly. So if you actually go to where the Miami Dolphins play and you locked that city limits mm-hmm. or town limits in a circle, 
you'd be screwed because they they secluded the stadium in an area where that is like the only thing that they have going on. <laughs> so I I actually it's like the Miami Heat. I lived on Biscayne Boulevard, and my apartment was directly to the right of the Miami Arena, and mm-hmm. I could watch fans leaving if they were losing at the third quarter, and. It's a whole experience. I was in front of Bayside, so like if you had concerts and stuff outside, I could go on my patio and listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff like that, and just be like, "This is what. This is why you pay so much rent, so you can watch all of the live <laughs> concerts that happen at Bayside on our porch. balcony." Yeah, but the Miami Dolphins are not in Miami, and that's what... I don't really care about that. That's kind of like half the NFL teams, really. No, because think of the Denver Broncos are in Denver. The LA yeah. like go, go down the list. There's like three or four. I mean, most teams are could. in the city that they claim. I guess, yeah. But most of them. Chicago's in Chicago, right? It it is, but I wouldn't mind them moving to like one of the suburbs to get a brand new stadium with maybe some parking and less traffic. Dude, that's the Broncos' new owner saying that he might build a new stadium, and everyone's like they're going to do it by the airport because there's like a hundred acres of land over there. And I'm no, like, going to do it inside it... of a Walmart. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like people don't want it. Like that's part of the experience is being downtown, Denver. True. Like you're the True. Denver Broncos. We're in Denver. We're not outside the airport. Like that's stupid. And true, true, true. It bothered me a lot just being in Miami for all those years because it seems like the whole world was unaware that. When the, even the broadcasters, welcome back to Miami. I'm like, it's raining over there. It's not even raining here. <laughs> There's sun in Miami always. What the fuck? All right, my last pick coming out of the NFC West, coming to a, an area we are very familiar with. I'm going with Seattle as the worst city out of all all the NFC West. I would rather live in Arizona, in L.A., or even in Vegas. Um, uh, or not Vegas. Uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, L.A., LA, Arizona. You got the Cardinals? Yep. Arizona, L.A. The 49ers, San Francisco. 49ers, San Fran, Bay Area. I would much rather live in all these three. Seattle, cloudy, rainy. Uh, We're in the middle of June. It hasn't stopped raining for, like, two weeks straight. Like, come on. Like, nobody wants to live here. There's depression all year long. Um, I just want some sun. I just want some sun. And still, nothing. So I'm going with Seattle. I don't know how you feel about it. I, I love the Pacific Northwest. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. The mountains, the, the, the nature, all this shit is really cool to watch. You can step out of your door, uh, drive five minutes, and, and have a, a, an awesome mountain range within your view. And you're just like, wow, this is cool. And then you realize I, that the sun is gone 10 months out of the year. So I'm going with Seattle. The, uh, the, I dated a, a 38-year-old when I was 18. And she, she was moving. Did I ever tell you that? That's right. I I feel like you did. Yeah. She, she was a millionaire. She worked for Medtronic, a medical devices company. She went to Villanova, graduated all honors and was in Mm -hmm. charge of the communications in all Latin America. She wanted me, I I drove her to San Francisco Mm -hmm. and she was like, I'm going to put you in, you know, in college. And I got scared because I felt like I was going to owe somebody something. And I wasn't, <laughs> I just freaked out basically and went back Kyle to Miami and bartended. I literally fucked but up. But I will say there was a time where San Francisco was a place that I was going to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you had to think like, 
you know, Seattle or San Francisco, it's like, yeah, San Francisco. But a lot of people don't know San Francisco rains a lot. And it's got no just because of its placement, because yeah. of its placement, it's not like San Diego. Like its placement, it's it's like overcast all the time, and it's like kind of like foggy and mystical. It, mm-hmm. San Francisco and Seattle have a lot in common in a lot of different levels um, than you probably are aware of. But San Francisco's got Full House and Bob Saget, rest in peace. <laughs> so I no, I, the, I agree with Warriors. your take. Yeah. I agree with your take, and I will say that I think the NFC West would probably be the best division to get stuck in if you had to, you True. know, pull a card out of a hat. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, you know, honestly, you're not honestly, really probably. fucked. Yeah, not I would like Cleveland. <laughs> Even Pittsburgh's not that much fun. Like I was going to say, like the, factories. Yeah, the AFC <laughs> North probably not the one you want to pick. Um, but okay, yeah. let's power rank these one through eight. Eight, eight being the worst. One being the least worst out of the 32 teams that we, uh, or out of the eight teams that we mentioned. So, number eight with the worst, I think we have to go with Cleveland. Easy. I think this yeah. is easy. Yeah. Okay, we're going Easily. with Cleveland. I like. I like that we agreed on that one. What about number seven? Number seven. Do you want to keep Ohio and go Cincy, or do you want to try? I don't know, Kansas City. I'm going to go Cincinnati. Okay, Cincy. All right. Cincy number seven. And then number six. Uh, this is a good one. I feel like number. I feel like four through six is going to be kind of tough because already on my mind I have D.C., Green Bay, and Kansas City. And which <laughs> – what do you think? What, what order? What order do you think? D.C. D.C. number six? Yeah. I don't it's know, It's like dude. why couldn't you just be a Baltimore Ravens fan? It's like no, split in half. You got you got I'd, Ravens fans and you got DC fans or Washington fans, and they're like completely split. And you're just like, why did you choose the shittier team? <laughs> I think I think we have to go. Um, I, I don't know what, what what we have to go with, but uh, this is gonna be a tough one because Green Bay. You have Green Bay. You got DC, and Kyle wants to go with DC. Uh, and yeah, he does make a good point about the Ravens, but I think we're gonna go Green Bay number six because Kyle had to go take a piss, so he's not here. <coughs> um, Green Bay number six, DC I will agree is number five, and then Kansas City I think number four. What do you think, Kyle? I got number I like six, that. Green Bay, DC five, and Kansas City four. Um. Green Bay six. Yeah, like, I would say there's, there's I would no say question. that. Removing my yeah, okay. I had to remove the little bias. It's like it's Green <laughs> Bay. Like people aren't going to be. That's not a, a. It's not an attraction. <laughs> like nobody's now, stoked to play in Green Bay. You're like yeah, but you could open your window. I was like I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> so now we have Seattle, well, Tampa. Even if sorry, go ahead. I was going to say even if Kansas City and Green Bay. Where even the fact that it's negative sixty degrees in the winter—that's true—makes Kansas true. City the favorite easily. So, we have Seattle, Tampa Bay, Miami. The last three left. Least worst. Let's let's yeah. Let's do three. What do you think is the third least worst city? I'm gonna. I think Seattle. I think Seattle. I would say I'll go Seattle. Okay, so we got Seattle at number three, and then 
Battle of the Floridas here. Least yeah, worst. Tampa. Tampa number two. Yep, I was going to go. And then Miami, number, and, yeah, number Miami, one at least worst. Yeah, because 30 minutes you can get to South Beach. <laughs> there you go. You know. So going from worst to least worst, we got Cleveland at number eight, Cincy number seven, Green Bay number six, Washington, D.C. at five, Kansas City at four, Seattle at three, Tampa Bay at two, Miami at number one. And that's the rankings right there for you guys. I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that was fun. If you guys have, like, a different one, like, let us know. I'm curious what other people are thinking about it. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's hard because there's so many cities that you're like, man, I don't want to live there. You know, yeah, it's hard to, like, true. put them in one category, which is weird because they're supposed to be major cities. And then you have, like, teams like Green Bay and you're like. Exactly. And, and I feel like we, we missed out on Pittsburgh, Detroit, like. New York, yeah, it's yeah. a big city, but it's dirty, it stinks, I hate New York, whatever, but, um, damn it. <laughs> you wouldn't like Miami. Miami <laughs> smells like pee. <laughs> oh, good old Miami smells for you, but thank you guys for uh, listening to this very long episode, one of our longest ones yet. That's what she said. Um, let's, uh, <laughs> if you want to follow us, uh, go to Crack, uh, on, on Instagram, go to at Crack One Media. On Instagram, follow me on Twitter at and now Rick. Kyle, you can find him on Twitter. He's been tweeting a lot. He's been getting these discussions. I love it. Uh, but at football only, FTBL only podcast. And go to crackwoodmedia.com. Check out our site. Check out our blogs. Meet the team, our podcasts. And then if you're liking this, share it. Rate us on Apple, on Google, on Spotify. And then... Uh, yeah, support us. Send us send us ten bucks so we can buy some beer, and then maybe we could, uh, you know, ten dollars. We'll be like the second or third richest person in Kansas City, next to uh, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> no, if somebody sends us ten dollars, we're not buying beer. It's gonna go in that, uh, you know, when you you nail it on the wall as mm-hmm, like the first mm-hmm. dollar ever given to you. That's oh, what yeah. we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to sign it. You first know. ten dollars ever made. But don't send a hundred. We're not. Yeah, we're not going to frame a hundred. No, absolutely not. We'll we'll break it down into tens, and then we'll sign the ten. <laughs> That's what we'll do. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't. Um, we but, would know. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys again for listening to this long episode. If you stuck by, hopefully you liked our rankings of least wor- or worst to least worst top eight, I guess, cities. <laughs> NFL cities, I don't know. These all sucked. So, if, and like the Kyle discussing said, worst, least worst, top best <laughs> ever. Our top eight least worst to worst NFL cities. Oh, Leave us a, a like. Great, this is a great segment. And then uh, catch conspiracies with Kyle next week when he dives deep into uh, Roger Goodell and uh, and uh, the Commanders owner and the media and the birds. Oh, it's deeper, it's deeper. deeper. <laughs> but all right, guys. Uh, Kyle, always a good time. Uh, we'll, I'll yeah. see you next week. All right, man. See ya. See ya. Hey.